Della Vadova. Prigioni with the steal. Paul's trying to beat him off the dribble. Starting with the Brooklyn Nets. They finished seventh in the East at 44 and 38. They were swept by the Boston Celtics. It was beautiful and glorious to watch. They were <laughs> ranked 10th in offense, 20th in defense, and they've Yikes. had a just clusterfuck of a of an offseason with Kevin Kyrie Irving asking for a trade and then opting in and then KD asking for a trade and then kind of a, a lot of silence since. So kind of, you know, we'll start with you, Lokins. We kind of had a preview before. What does what this Brooklyn Nets team need to do to go from, you know, where they finished last season to, you know, back as like a, a perennial favorite in the East? Um, like I was saying earlier, they just need to have the stability with KD, the KD and Kyrie situation. Like they have to know whether they're going to have KD and Kyrie or not. Um, and assuming you don't have them, because a good chance you don't, just like build around Ben Simmons, because he is a very talented player. Just get like uh, young guys. Um, they're pretty good at scouting talent, the Nets. Like, we see guys like Claxton and um, Brown Jr. like get picked up by them and all that. So, I just scout young guys, got, find guys that fit like Simmons, try to build for the future. If you can, like, reacquire your picks, definitely go for it. But that's what I would do about the Nets. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> Trading for your picks. Has a team ever did that? I don't know. I'm sure man. someone's <laughs> had to do it, but I, I say it's a, a funny scenario. You can trade KD and just get like five, six first round picks in return too. From who? Mm-hmm. Yeah, from him. I don't know. This, this is why I was asking you before. From who? I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh, yo, listen. There's another team in New York that's got the draft <laughs> at Capital. I'm I'm not saying to do it. I'm just saying. It's kind of. It's kind I of, would want to see KD on the Knicks, honestly. I'm okay at this point. I think uh, <laughs> I'm okay. I'm all right. I, mind it. I I I like I love Kevin Durant's game, but it's just like it's like that fantasy is done, man. Mm. Uh, Logan, do you have anything else to add? Like, no, 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 that's basically it. Okay. Um. So for me, uh, obviously we I would love not love, but I would like them to find a solution for the KD Kyrie problem that they have mm. figure out. Listen, like we have the whole summer. I'm sure Sean Marks and Joe Sai can come to, to a room with them and eventually talk it out. Be like, listen, like right now they looked at Kyrie and they're like, listen, you have one more year. Let's screw it. Let's make a run. Like if we've got, a, we've, we've made the team quote unquote better because we've gotten rid of, "Quote unquote," the cancer in our locker room that it was James Harden. Uh, we brought in, uh, we've brought in another wing, um, and I think we can probably, probably find wing defenders with the draft uh, capital that we've received from Philadelphia 76ers to try to f- mm-hmm. get guys at the end of the be- uh, the end of the uh, the end of the bench and try to go from there. Like so, I think they needed some wing defenders, point of attack defenders, and they could use a backup five. Um. But in the event that they do leave and you just get a haul for both of them, I think you retool and you build around the young players. Um, it remains to be seen depending on who the, the team is that trades with them, like mm-hmm. what they're looking for. Like, I don't believe they're going to be like the Utah Jazz where they're just trying to find picks. They're trying to find win now players <clears throat> just because probably I'm assuming they're in the back of their minds. They're like, well, 
fuck. Like we have to worry about the Houston Rockets deal eventually because, you know, now that's going to start biting us in the ass and we can't tank. We're not, we can't tank at all because we don't own any of our picks or the pick swaps. So with that in mind, like maybe would they do what you, you put down in the notes, Logan, maybe they build around Simmons. If they don't bring in like a Mac extension player, Max working extension player and go from there, man. Or if not him, maybe they find someone else. I've saw rumors that like, this is one trade I randomly saw that Donovan Mitchell for Ben Simmons and two first round picks. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Also, like the hilarity behind that trade is hilarious. Oh, no way. Are you serious? (laughs) (laughs) The guy hasn't even played. Like, why would I ever do that? Bro, Ainge literally built a roster that shut down Ben Simmons in the playoffs. You think he wants him? Yeah. No way. Did he have, he didn't have a chance to draft him, did he? No, No, because he went first. Oh, he did go first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got Jalen Brown third in that draft. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so that with yeah, without with those thoughts being said, like I I like if they do if the uh, if the two superstars eventually leave, and they want to build around Simmons, they can do it. Like we've already known what a template build around Simmons is. It's try to get as much shooting as you can and in uh, a four spacing five that defends the rim because like as much as uh, we like the tote how good Ben Simmons is as an NBA defender, he cannot really defend the rim. Um, so yeah, we can go on. Yeah, excellent. I, I think you guys feel a lot of my points because uh, when I originally wrote mine, it was with the the idea of Kyrie and Katie being traded, <laughs> and if like if that still somehow happens, you know, like I, I like I like I think like you and Logan alluded to like a defined role for Ben Simmons. You know, like, I, like you said, he, he's a very talented NBA player. I, I think the, the consensus is really low on him right now, considering all the off the court bullshit that's gone on with him. But he's a very talented player a defined role and like good call, especially I think Steve Nash could get a lot of out of him, you know, playing like a, a similar style of fast pace, moving the ball. Uh, now assuming, you know, I'm at a point where I, I think Kyrie and, and, and Katie are going to be traded. I, I would imagine they start the season in Brooklyn and maybe you finish it out there. So I, I, I for them, I, I think it's about stability and it's about culture. I, I think prior to signing them both, the, the Brooklyn had this very defined culture under uh, Kenny Atkinson that has gone away under K- K- Kyrie and Kevin Durant. So I, I would hope, you know, Steve Nash can, you know, get more out of that and kind of have more defined roles, have more accountability around that, have more stability. I think that would go a long way if they kept both of them. I'd like to add something. I actually really love yeah. the fact that you brought that point back. Like, um, I was a big fan of, like, when Sean Marks brought in D'Angelo Russell. I thought it was such a good, like, low risk high reward move for them and obviously mm-hmm. it looked like a more of a salary dump but like what a move to pull off man way to rehabilitate D'Angelo Russell I went to go watch him that year he was phenomenal I watched him on right. the King Day against the Kings he cooked him oh, he dude, cooked yeah. him he was so much fun to watch was, it, was that, that the game they came back when he had like 28 he outscored no, they, the Kings in the I, fourth I mean I think that's when they were in Sacramento and they mm. came back but like when I watched them, they annihilated them. They were not good at yeah, all in Brooklyn. Jesus, man. <laughs> but yeah, like he was just like they were. They, he was fun and getting to see Spencer Dinwiddie was fun. Like seeing Jared Allen block shots. Ronnie Crooks was actually kind of fun. He, I he saw was good, a yeah. couple of dunks. Yeah. Um, getting Bro, that Joe bench, Harris. Dude. Yeah, it was fun. That like, celebration and all that. They yeah they made, created this whole like 
like they had a whole vibe and stuff. It was like it was fun to watch them, man. Like it wasn't there was no animosity towards the franchise for anything. Like mm. it was good vibes. Like I was very happy yeah. for them, despite like my allegiance to the Knicks. Like it was just good to see like another team that like was in the shitter. Yeah, yeah. man. We're talking to horrible, horrible teams. But like they had, they got young guys too without having made their picks. Yeah, the Sean Marks was smart, very smart about it, extremely smart about it. He found he like traded um that young for um a first round pick that ended up being Karis LeVert. Like these are things that he took a chance on Karis LeVert and it worked out. You know, so mm. I'm really glad you didn't bring up that point. Like that energy, that vibe, being right. having fun team, young team is what I built. I think I agree too that they have to embrace if they lose these superstars. Mm-hmm. Look at any party thoughts on the Nets. We can move on to the Chicago Bulls. Uh, we can move on to Chicago. Excellent. Okay. Some background. They finished sixth in the East at 46 and 36. They were 13th in offense and 23rd in defense. And they lost in five to the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Steve, we'll start with you this time. Kind of like what for, what does the Chicago team have to do to go from, you know, losing in the first round of the Bucks to, you know, making a finals run next year or like being in that, that conversation. I think for starters, obviously we didn't even get to see this team fully healthy. We only got to see him for what, like maybe a 20, 30 game stretch. Right. Like, I won't lie. I, I, I don't know if you guys saw like the rumors for Lonzo's like knee is not good. Like he's not Ooh, coming to that. Yeah. I just saw it the other day. He's hmm. not, when like, did he injure it again? What he injured his knee. No, no. When? Oh, I think it was like maybe February three. Yeah, February. He hasn't came back since, and I, I've heard the rumors that that he's not coming back like anytime soon. Damn. Yeah. Like somebody said, yeah, like, yeah, the injury, the latest Lonzo Ball injury update still isn't great. That's what I remember reading. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I see, I see an article from June 2022. He's finally making progress. That's not yeah. good. That's not a good look. Yeah, but the thing, <laughs> like if you see, there's an article from like seven thirteen where um uh how do you do you guys know how to pronounce the uh the GM of the the nope. Chicago Bulls? It's uh Car Car Carniso Carnisovas. Um, that sounds close, but honestly, I have no idea. I, I think that's how you pronounce it, Carnisovas. The GM of the, the Chicago Bulls, Bulls right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, Mark Eversley. He's uh, the president. I think oh, the president. That's what I meant to say. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, he basically know. came out with a statement saying he's progressing. That's all I have uh, as much as I can say, but he's getting better. Probably not at the speed we would like, but he's getting better. So hopefully he's going to be ready for training camp. That's our hope. He's not being ready for training camp. I'll yeah. Say that, you know, he's not going to be ready for training camp. Lonzo Ball has had a. It's like chronic knee pains and it's not chronic knee problems. It's not good. Like, I think he's so integral for what they do, especially um, we've seen like how this team operates when they have these two bulldogs as, at the point of attack. And then they just let DeMar and and Levine just go off. And then Vucevic spreads the floor. Obviously, it's probably not sustainable for the playoffs. But right now, like, I think hopefully having a fully healthy uh, see uh team going in, and whether it's like maybe now with Ayu Desumu getting more and more on ball reps and being playing more and more with the mm-hmm. first team, uh, with the with starter with the starters, 
maybe that's what enables you to like when Lonzo comes back, you can like you know ease eat into the minutes and then like let a IO like you know go from there and progress with the team. But that's at least one point I have. What do you got, Logan? Um, yeah, I mean the Lonzo injury is definitely a concern. Um, he needs to be healthy, but what they really need to me is like they need they need defense, man. I mean they they might have had some good defensive stats last year, but like, bro, they have they need wing defense. I mean mm-hmm. they need wing defense, they need paint defense. Patrick Williams counts as wing defense. He's not really a paint defender. Like we saw Giannis. Every time I looked at the box score for the Bucks Bulls, is Giannis at least had like forty and twenty every night. Yeah, like he won. He single handedly just like destroyed the whole Bulls, man. And no um, Middleton. Yeah, no Middleton either. So they they really need like a wing. If Patrick Williams can be your wing defender, that's fine. But you need a big man like Vucevic. I know Nick wrote like he ain't it, but like yeah, he really he's he's a good idea for them offensively, but defensively he needs to like legit defend. Otherwise, he can't be there because they're gonna fall apart in the playoffs. Um, and yeah, like I was thinking, if Lonzo doesn't come back, they can they can like start a lineup of um, uh, like have Levine and Demar be the backcourt, and have a have like Williams be the three, and then if you find like, I mean. Lucevic at the four is not the best idea, you know, but like find someone at the four who can like play really good defense and have Luce at the five. That's not a bad starting five either. Right. Why don't you just start Caruso at that point? You could, but like my thing is DeMar at the three is a really big liability on defense. I yeah. think they, they got away with it a lot. I think if you start, if it's I, if it's IO, if it's IO Caruso, um, Levine, Demar, because essentially Demar was like power forward. I don't know if you guys have noticed. That's bad though. He cannot on defense. Okay, so you're saying for the progression of the playoffs? I'm saying that like in the regular season they'll be fine, but when the playoffs come and they play like a Milwaukee or or a Boston, like that's a problem. Dude, Demar is not going to be a good defender at three. So then, what what did you say your starting lineup was going to be then? Like it would be like Levine and Demar as your one and two, and then you have like Williams or something at the three, and then. I'm saying that I have to find like a four who like a let's just say like Jonathan Isaac type, right? Like a right. Oh, well-rounded four defender. If you want to have Vucevic in the starting five, or get like a power forward that can kind of do what Vuce does and get like a legit center as your five, like a mm-hmm. defensive-minded like shot blocking rebounding center. Do you think they have ammunition for that though? I don't know if they do. No, they don't. They and have Tony the- Bradley, who's not a bad defender, but I mean, he's not going to start with Vucevic. Yeah. But yeah, they don't have ammunition. And I think they're also too. How committed do you guys think they are to Vucevic? Listen, I I think that they're they they're willing to trade him. But honestly, like a Levine for Davis trade wouldn't be as bad. Like they don't really need Zach Levine if you have Demar, right? And they really need Anthony Davis, like rim protection and like a guy who can like create his own shot. It works for both teams. Nick, you I'm just saying. Nick, you can yeah. handle it. They, that's, they don't, I don't think they have enough. Uh, that's not going to happen. A lot more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I just mean, saying, in, in a hypothetical situation where they paired Vucevic and Davis, I bet that's fine. Yeah, I mean, that covers up a, a lot of both of their flaws, especially with, with Anthony Davis refusing to play the five for whatever reason. But, like, they would have to, like, gut their roster for Anthony Davis, especially with, like, what Scobanis went for. Yeah, that's true. 
yeah I, I feel like you guys hit a lot of my points uh a fully mm-hmm. healthy team and a, 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 a more th- defensive players were, were like the big things for me because like you guys said like Lonzo was out for a long time DeRozan and Levine both missed a lot of time uh and it's just, it's just kind of tough when you you have a lot of pieces but they're just not playing together to get to get those reps for the playoffs uh, defense is a big thing. Like, 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 I think the Jonathan Isaac type is such a, a, a valuable asset for this team. Like getting someone like that that could fit in would be huge. I, I also think like another wing defender or two, because like DeRozan is 32 and has not been a good defender for a while. So as he can, can use the age, they need more wing defenders. Uh, on like the, the price for Eagle Bear was way too high for them anyway. But like I would kind of like when Utah was like ending the season, I thought that they would be a fun destination for Gobert. So they could, you know, get that kind of pain defense and like allow like Levine and Erosion to do their things on the perimeter. You know, like clearly the price was too high, but that would have been a fun place for him to go. I was gonna say, um, this is like nothing to do with what's what we're talking about. I was listening to Fred Katz and Jonathan Macri, and they were basically talking about like the fit if Donovan Mitchell came to the Knicks and if Julius Randle stayed. And basically he was basically saying um the idea of spacing, right? And basically right. like we we um we put shooting next to the word spacing, but that's not really what it is, you know. It's also like knowing spatially where you're supposed to be on the court and knowing there's um there's space to operate for other players and not getting in each other's way, you know. Right. And I thought that was like a, such a good point, and like I think that could carry on into this team where like. They can get rid of Vucevic not be, like because they don't really need his skill set. They don't really mm-hmm. need the guy who shoots threes all the time because like if they find like a guy who rim runs, I think they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Right. Like a Mitch is uh, like there's reasons why they were connected to Mitch and Loki uh, hinting at Rudy Gobert deals like in the offseason. So mm-hmm. with that in mind, like I think they're gonna still look. I think they're gonna probe the market and see how. Uh, how everything goes. I wonder if they would have gone. Miles in. Turner is still there. Yeah, I'm assuming Miles yeah. is also up there too. Uh, yeah, actually, you know, because you guys brought up Jonathan Isaac, obviously not as a five, but like as the four that they want, I think he's gettable. Like he hasn't played in what, two years? Oh, I'm Jesus. sure his value is shot. So it's about matching yeah. the salary. There was a post on Reddit the other day. Like Jonathan Isaac has played like four games in like the 20, 20s. And like that's just wild. Yeah. It's not Damn, good. that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think I'm yeah, with that in mind, like I Nick, you're good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a healthy team and some defense for the Chicago Bulls is what we're prescribing. Moving on to the Toronto Raptors. They finished fifth in the East at 48 and 34. 15th in offense, ninth in defense. Uh, we, we talked about this team a little bit in, in previous pods, but like they, they, Masayu Jerry's done a really good job collecting a lot of like two second or third pieces on, on good teams so that they're a, a good collection of assets as well as picks. So, like, maybe looking, we'll start with you this time. What does Masai have to do with his team to go from, you know, fifth in the East to kind of like staying in that, that, that middle pack where they are right now to, you know, a title contender for like a finals run? Um, all right, so assuming they don't get KD, I would say um, they need to prioritize Scotty Barnes' three-point game. He needs to be better as a three-point shooter, and I would also say a ball handler, too. 
because clearly he's like the number one star that they want to build around. You already have Van Vliet, you have Siakam. They're going to be good for the next couple of years. I think Scotty Barnes really needs to take that. That um, I mean, this dude was the fourth pick. You know, they obviously saw superstar potential in him, so he needs mm-hmm. to kind of reach those expectations. I think he can. Um, I just want it depends on what type of offseason he has, and they also need to keep like, like make make sure that they have floor spaces around Barnes. You know. Like, uh, like, look at how Milwaukee built with Giannis. You know, you have yeah. just defenders at some positions. You have everyone on the starting lineup can shoot a three. They have size. They have different, like, versatile, different lineups. You can run small. You can run big. Like, that's what Toronto really needs to do with Barnes. And they need to find bigger guys, too, because they have to be able to run big and, like, just out-length, out-body the uh, opposite team since they're more of a physical team. Steve? You know, Nick, I was just going to ask you because I feel like we always take your points. So why don't you answer it? I'll, I'll, I'll finish it off this one, but you answer it. I yeah, feel, yeah, okay. I feel uh, like absolutely. we always take your points. So <laughs> you can go ahead. Uh, great minds think alike. Think alike. So uh, no worries. No worries. Uh, the big thing for me is they need a star. Like they, they have like these these OG Ananobis, Craig Family, Pat Calciakum players who are, you know, Borderline all-stars, very good players. You know, Pascal, Fred, they, they could easily be second or third type, type players on a championship team. So just kind of finding that missing piece to take him over the hump. He was. Uh, say it again? Oh, he, he was. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They, they did win a championship pretty recently. Uh, yeah, so they, they need that piece, that, that, that Kawhi Leonard-shaped hole in their team to be filled. Uh, K- KD would be great. You know, he's available, maybe. We'll see. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Donovan Mitchell, like I said earlier, somewhere in that, kind of, <laughs> someone in that kind of mold uh, to really uh, improve them. Uh, yeah, maybe I, I would push back on length or size. I, I think uh, Nick Nurse has done a really excellent job of building this really switchable defense with like uh, Ken Birch, what's his name, uh, Chris Boucher and uh, Pascal yeah. Siakam at the five. So that, that's been a really fun team. Maybe that's not enough to get past the Embiid's in, in, in like the, or the Giannis's in the conference finals. But it's been fun to watch. Well, Giannis is maybe, but the Embiid's no. Dude, mm-hmm. they got killed by Embiid, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is a fair point. Uh, Steve, would you like uh, to finish us off on the yeah, Toronto was, Raptors? Uh, Logan, did you have something to say or no? No, 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 I'm good. I was about to say like, my last, my point was going to say, they need a center, man. After yeah. I just saw in the playoff, man, they need a center. Well, definitely need a center because, like, especially if they know they're going to go up against, like, an Embiid or, like, if they have bigger right. aspirations of going against, like, other bigs, like a Jokic, like, you're going to need, you just need a big. You need a quality big if you're going to get Miami, in. too, honestly. Yeah. Oh yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Someone to deal with Bam, like yeah. They so they definitely need like a quality big to be able to deal with all these different types of centers in the league. So that I think is should be the first priority. I think it actually should be the first priority because they just couldn't stop bleeding points, man. They couldn't get stops against Embiid during the playoffs. They can get. I think they can hurt them offensively, but like defensively, they just can't stop nosebleeds, man. Like Embiid would just go in for a nice post up and just kill whoever he was guarding. It's so much bigger than everyone in, the, in their back in their front court. <laughs> yeah, easily just destroyed them. Destroyed them. I was watching them when I was doing what I was doing. Uh, what's it called work? And I was just like, oh man, dude, this shit is a wrap. Yeah, very fair point. 
Uh, yeah, for our last team, the Atlanta Hawks, well, last team in the East before we move on to the West next spot, the Atlanta Hawks finished eighth at 43 and 39. They lost to Heat in five, second in offense, but unfortunately 26th in defense. So I feel like that's going to be paying very clearly what they need. Uh, Steve, you want to start this one off? Yeah. So I, this was, this sheet was made prior to the DeJounte Murray deal, right? Yeah. So, um, the initial thought was like, okay, like they needed to bring in a more of a, an on, uh, like a point of attack defender. Not yeah. only have they done that, I think they've done like, I think they've done a service to Trey. And I think they have put him in a place where he could, they, they could, they've enabled him to take his game to another level where I think they're going to try to make him like Steph. So what I think they should do next season is they start splitting or at least lowering the on ball reps that Trey has on the ball and start giving them to DeJounte in order to have Trey move off the ball because of his gravity as a shooter. Like he's going to get that Steph like treatment. And I think that opens up so much for the rest of the team. Obviously the offense was not that problem, but like when it comes to the playoffs and you want Trey mm-hmm. to be effective, like watch out once he goes off ball and they're setting off ball screens for him he'll light you up and they have a guy who will make sure that like he'll bother the opposition's uh, best perimeter player. Yeah, that's an excellent point. I really <laughs> like that you made the, A, the, the Golden State comparison because, or the Steph Curry comparison. Cause I, I feel like when they hired their like most recent GM, I forget his name, Travis Schlenk, Travis Schlenk, right? Yes. He, like, it, was, it was essentially like, oh, we're just going to make the Golden State Warriors. Like, that, yes. that's, like, thank you. Thank you. Somebody else brought up and, the point. <laughs> and then to your your playoff point, and it's a great point, he really struggled against Miami. Like He oh, just looked God. awful. Yeah, dude, yeah. And being able to put him off ball, running off screen, you know, getting him some help, great point. Uh, I'll go next since uh, let's strip the order. Uh, defense, you know, we made this sheet before Deontay, Deontay Murray was, was traded for. He's a, a huge get. I do still think they need some more wing defenders. Trey is not good defensively, putting lightly, and just getting all the help around him they can would be ideal. A healthy DeAndre Hunter, he's an excellent defender, only played 50 games last season, so getting him back would be be huge. Yeah, I think, like we said, like the, the, the issue is defense. Offensively, it's going to be there. Like Trey Young is a bucket. He's, he's good. He's, well, if you get him the, the defensive help where he is, doesn't have to worry about defense too much, he, he'll be fine. So it's really for me, it's the big thing is defense. So uh, Loken, anything you want to add there? Wrap us up on the the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, they have uh, sure, um, what's it called? Um, Murray and, and Trey Young is going to be a really good backcourt. They complement each other really well. Um, the rest of the team, they're so deep in wings. Like Bogdanovich is there. Fucking her, um, Hunter is there. Like they have a, they have a lot of talent. And um, I think their best bet is to utilize their G League talent more. So, like, Sharif Cooper should be getting minutes and Jalen Johnson should be getting minutes because I think it really helps fill out their bench with just, like, versatile guys who can kind of get their own shot and play off the ball, too. Um, and they – I feel like they're still a bit too young. Like, they're so close. But, um, like, like they're, they're, they're just they're so close. I could see, like, maybe one or two playoff series where they kind of don't do well until they, like, officially get it, you know? But they, they yeah. could be a surprise candidate for like a like they could be a surprise contender this season. I wouldn't be surprised if the Hawks shot up to like a three or four seed. 
No, that's totally fair. And I, like you're saying, so young. Trey's 23. How old is he? I think John D. Murray's like 25. 25, I think. Yeah. 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 A lot of babies, a lot of really young players. So, like, it's going to take them a minute. But like, I think what like you're saying, once they get it, they're going to get it. Yeah. Is there anything else? All right. I did have one thing. Um, I think they're trying to trade Capella. Like, I think there were low key rules. What's up? You Toronto. know? <laughs> yeah, I can see that. He, Fucking Charlotte, bro. Oh, wait, no, they got Mark yeah. Williams. I'm going to say. I didn't want to mention Charlotte at all. Because <laughs> they're, <laughs> dude, they had a lot more things to worry about, bro. That's true. Yeah. Dude, do you know they still haven't pulled the offer from the qualifying offer is still there for him? For, it technically for is, yeah. That's wild. That's so wild. He has a felony charge. He has two didn't, felony charges. Or no. Didn't didn't they pull it already though? No. They haven't I thought they it. did. No. It's still really? there. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, you can look it up, bro. It's still there. And he just got convicted two days ago. It's so oh, man, what a crazy case. Like yeah, that, I see it. they didn't pull it. Yep, safe. It's crazy. That's crazy, dude. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Like he was gonna get a bag, and now he's. I think his career's over. Like he's done. Oh, he's done. I think he's yeah. done. I don't know how you get out of this. Like this yeah, is an no. insane situation. That's crazy. Yeah. On that note, I think we can wrap up this pod, uh, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> any any uh, lasting thoughts before we finish it? Do you guys have anything to say? I'm good. I'm good. All right, y'all. This has been another episode of the Pretty Smalls Pod. Everyone. Y'all have a good evening. Uh, I don't know what else to say. So, uh, peace out. Peace out. Good solid defender. Nice passing. Prigioni up top. Harley Jr. puts it up. 